happy Thursday night and welcome to season four, episode 18 of Brackets, Bubbles, and Bid Stealers. I am Sam Fetterman. That is Jonathan Litskin. And joining us tonight, a guest that's been a long time coming. We've been trying to get him on for months. Kevin Sweeney, Sports Illustrated. How are you doing tonight? What's up, fellas? Glad we could finally make it work. Yeah. And this is a big episode because it's the Feast Week preview. I mean, even last year when we didn't do even close to this many episodes, we did a big Feast Week preview. There's a lot of events going on that we're going to have to discuss, but we do also have to cover some of the stuff that's happened since our last show. Um, Feast Week actually started this morning, really, with a really good game between Vermont and Charleston, and then a really, really basketball game between St. John's and North Texas. (laughs) Yeah, um, that was a tough watch. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but North Texas, I think a lot of people kind of assumed that they weren't going to be very good this year because they lost McCaslin and Perry and Huntsbury and and Usman. But this is still a team that will definitely be competing for an NIT spot. Ross Hodge uh, is a a great coach. He knows what it takes to win. He he brought in some really good uh, Jucos. He brought in some good transfers as well. They have couple of guys back from last year as well. I like North Texas. Um, and they're going to still try and muck up a game just like they did last year. Yeah, I mean, they, they can drag into the mud. That's what they did in the second half, especially. Um, yeah, I felt like St. John's obviously is still learning, and I thought the defensive effort, especially the first half, was, was really good for them. Um, and, and the most important thing is they found a way to win. Right. I mean, especially in MTs, and I tweeted this, right? Like that first game is everything from an opportunity standpoint. And especially, I think, this, this tournament, right? Where you have basically an even split between high, highs and mids, right? Like St. John's getting the winner's bracket basically ensures themselves quad one and quad two games the rest of the way. That's great opportunity. And again, worst case, they lose them and, and get, go back home with a win that might mean something against North Texas. Yeah. Um, it's all about that that first game to make sure you're getting on the winner's side of these brackets. And then there was um, some oh, – wait, I X'd out of the tab. Um, never mind. I did not X out of the tab. I just clicked through another tab. Um, and then there was um, – that Dayton LSU game was another pretty tough watch. Um, I mean, Dayton took a lot of threes. This is a team that the past few years has not been a big three-point shooting team. And they just came out this first half chucking up everything and it was not working i'm fairly certain that lsd is going to be one of the worst two teams in the sec like especially without jalen cook like this team just is going to struggle to initiate offense on the perimeter yeah yeah i was not impressed at all by lsu in this one i was not impressed at all by dayton in this one it was pretty rough um st bonaventure took out oklahoma state um, Oklahoma State, I would be very surprised if Mike Boynton got another year at this point. I think maybe it's it's early to be there. Um, they are young. I think the thing that was frustrating for me with this game was like it wasn't the young guys that made mistakes, right? Like mm-hmm. the two critical moments in the game for, for Oklahoma State were a foul by Mike Marsh or Matt Marsh. I forget first name. I apologize. The The big kid from Jacksonville. 90 feet from the rim, making a mental mistake. 
Um, and then John Michael Wright getting caught ball watching and then barreling over a bad three-point shooter and giving away three, three free throws. Like it just can't happen. Um, it's, you know, the, th those are the types of things that, that lose you basketball games, lost them one today. Um, you know, they'll obviously have incredible opportunity in the big 12 schedule to, to bounce back. And, um, you know, I just think right now they're playing too many bodies, right? Like it's, it's hard to establish a rhythm when there's subs every two minutes. And I, I, th I just think they're, they're struggling to get there. I think there's enough pieces here where they could figure it out. Um, but you don't want to dig yourself too deep a hole. And so far they have started to with, with the two losses that you know, I think Bonamesh will be a fine loss. So, shit. I mean, yeah, Abilene be, probably under quad two. Yeah. Abilene might not even, I mean, Abilene will be fine. I think it, it probably will be quad three just because it's at home, at home, but I do think they're improved. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, that, that's a game you want if you're Oklahoma State, and they probably should have won it. They were the better team. Yeah, and just by sheer amount of teams in the Big 12 pecking order that are above them, they probably don't get a ton of wins in that conference. Um, they won't – I highly doubt they get to 500 in that conference. And it's it's going to be tough to make the tournament below 500 in the conference with a loss to Abilene Christian and St. Bonaventure. Not that Bonaventure is bad, but – Honestly, they didn't really show me much in their first two games. They showed some fight tonight without um, without two veterans. Yeah, uh, and on the Bonaventure side of this, like you all of a sudden from go from nearly losing to Longwood and then actually losing to Canisius to possibly picking up a quad two and a quad one win in back to back days in to completely turn things around. Well, I mean, it's it's going to be tough to um, tomorrow against either Auburn or Notre yeah, Dame. Yeah, that game's not – that game's still fairly close. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later, but anything else from today that you want to go over before we get into the nitty-gritty of the show? It's been relatively uh, relatively quiet. I, I will say uh, our friends over at, at UMass Lowell are just pounding Arizona State right now. We'll see if that stands, but – uh, that file that one under least surprising things that I've seen today. Yeah, we'll have our eyes on that. I have the stat broadcast feed on my computer screen right now. It's thirty four twenty six, with eighteen twenty five to go in that one. I I did say on Tuesday night that UMass Lowell was going to win that game, but honestly, anybody that's been following either of those teams probably would have said the same. Uh, Indiana's still a disaster. They played terrible defense without, and Wright State didn't have Trey Calvin. But they did score a lot today. And they did score a lot. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction for them. They did one thing well. Yeah, they hadn't been doing anything well before. So that's it. Did, did you see, um, Sam, did you see what Greg? Yes, yes I did. did. <laughs> Free throw Free defense. Throw defense. <laughs> that's what they're good at. Yeah. Um, Houston, still Houston. Um, they just smothered Towson defensively. Um, we, we all pretty much saw that coming. BU crushed Bryant. BU is a team that was like 358th in offense, and they scored 95 against Bryant. Um, not a great start for the permanent Phil Martelli Jr. era. And then um, Liberty. Liberty controlling that game against Furman is pretty notable. Yeah, and uh, Marcus Foster um, had 30 for Furman, but Liberty had four guys in double figures. And they overall, Liberty's still pretty good. Yeah, like we, it, it's Richard Rich McKay. I mean, obviously, 
Bob Ritchie kind of has built a similar consistency, but like, I mean, it, there's not 20 ball coaches in the country I'd want in my corner more than more than Rich McKay. And they have a, a road win at Charlotte, you know, just blew out Furman today. I think they have a real chance to win this tournament. Obviously, it's a relatively underwhelming field from like a big brand standpoint, not probably something that will move the needle for them resume wise overly, but those are some that that was a real impressive performance today against Furman and uh, you know, looking forward to seeing where they are, but but to be be this efficient offensively post Darius McGee is is a testament to just how good uh, Rich McKay is. Yeah, and um, we're actually going to start there with the um, with the MTE preview. I think tomorrow for Charleston is a huge game. They they've already picked up two losses, granted to to good opponents, and they do have that win over Iona. But like they they really can't lose a third in a row to Wyoming. Like that would. I mean, they didn't lose three games last year until February. I mean, I guess the way I would put it is that, like, we we don't, like, like putting three lost season expectations on Char- Charleston's. Yeah. Right, yeah. There, right? They have new faces. And last season's was buoyed by playing on their home court in the MTE and um, building a lot of confidence out of that, playing a weak schedule, playing a, CAA, a down CAA, like, Charleston can still be a good basketball team. Like they have work to do. Um, I don't think they're a finished product, but I also thought that there were really good moments today. And then, and when the wheels came off, they just didn't really know how to stop the, stop the train from coming off the tracks and Vermont, a really well-coached team came and got them. So, I mean, I think Wyoming's interior size will be an interesting test with, uh, with, with, with Charleston's, you know, that was something that, you know, Duquesne was able to, Duquesne was able to, to hang, you know, beat them on the glass or at least hang. I think it was, you know, a one point battle on the glass. Like we could play Charleston even on the glass and then not, you know, just you know, let your guards make plays. You have a good chance. And I don't know if Wyoming has the guards. Their guards played really poorly today. Um, but I, I think they certainly have the size. And, and Maniao, the, the freshman, was really impressive. Yeah. And From I a just... pure like resume perspective and like season expectation perspective perspective like tomorrow doesn't really mean much like sure it would be nice to pick up a win but like if this team is going to get back to the ncaa tournament again it's going to be through an auto bid yeah and the other the other thing about that is you look at the non-conference schedule that they have still going i mean at kent state neutral against Mm -hmm. liberty at fau they play they they have to play st joe's um like those are those are the way that Charleston's been playing this year. I would not be surprised if like they lost all those games. And at that point, you're looking at an NIT, an NIT bubble. Um, so just for the rest of this Myrtle Beach Invitational, who do you guys think is going to win this one? I think um, it would be hard not to like Liberty here. I mean, I just said mm-hmm. it, but like there. They're off that's such an impressive performance. The offense is, is super dynamic, obviously. And obviously Wichita has gotten probably off to a better start than I would have anticipated. Um, Paul Mills still a really sharp offensive mind. I think that's helped them. But I, I just think Liberty kind of culturally is ahead of the curve there and we'll find a way. Yeah, I think I'll go Liberty and I think they'll end up beating Vermont in that final. 
Uh, Vermont, like St. St. Louis has also been better than I expected. A bunch of teams here better than I expected. A bunch of teams here worse than I expected. So, yeah, I'm going Liberty too. I thought Char- I picked Charleston at Silver Sword. So, hey, if you if you told me last year that we'd get a uh, first round MDE matchup between St. Louis and Wyoming, I would have been really excited. <laughs> um, both those teams absolutely flopped last year, which and they honestly maybe came into the season with too low of expectations. Is that? Possibly. I mean, in terms of St. Louis, like, how surprised would you be if you they finished in the top four in the A-10 at this point? Like, the conference is a just complete wreck. Like, nobody's good. Nobody's good. Um, on to the Charleston Classic, which is what Charleston won last year. Um, St. John's, obviously, that grinded out win against North Texas. Dayton, that last second win over LSU. Houston. Uh, pounding Towson, and right now Utah and Wake Forest are locked in a good one. Uh, who do we – I mean, we, we're all going to pick Houston here, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be, yeah. I mean, they're, they're ahead of the curve just from a coaching and, like, understanding of what it takes to play that system standpoint. They also have the best guards in the tournament. Like, they're – I don't – I'd be surprised if anyone, like, pushes them seriously. I get they could be a step. For anyone to push them. Yeah, Houston's always a team that at the start of the year, just because their players know their system so well, like they look way better than everyone else. Like that's why you see all these games that they play against these buy games that they play that end up like seventy three to thirty seven and like stuff like that. I, I'm, I'm I, I agree with you. They're way ahead of these other teams. They, they will probably win every game by double digits in this tournament. And yeah. I, pretty much coast yeah they didn't play an mte last year um which honestly i I wish they did because like that team was that that team would never really got enough respect for how good they were i thought from just college basketball fans in general and maybe if they played an mte and won it the narrative would have been a little different around them even though yeah they ended up losing to miami there um Overall, though, this Utah-Wake Forest game is actually a pretty interesting game because both of these teams, I feel, have something to prove. If you look at Wake Forest, it's been um, a a few years where they're really close, but they can't quite crack the tournament. This is like, this is a game that a tournament team wins against Utah. And And again, a tournament team would beat Wake Forest, like for at this point in the season. A team that, so I think both of these teams, if they want to get over that hump, this is one of those games where you can start, where you, where you can look back and say, "All right, we had we had a good win here. We're building off that." And obviously, they're gonna whoever wins this game is gonna end up losing to Houston tomorrow. But it's still an important one to kind of just set off on the right foot in terms of playing against uh, better competition this year. But, but I, I think Wake Forest played someone good last week. They lost to Georgia by three. Right, yeah. And, like, that's a game the tournament team wins. This is another game the tournament team wins. Wake Forest really can't afford to have two of those losses already because the ACC is – honestly, I don't I don't know what I'm getting at right now, honestly. I've, I'm just saying words. Yeah, uh, Wake's a team that I had – 
if not in my top 50, near my top 50. I think their guards are really good. And obviously a win here would be probably quad two at worst. So a loss tomorrow to Houston is not going to really hurt you. Wake needs to get out of this tournament two and one, I think, if they want to be taken seriously. And they just, and they're they're up 10 right now. The second half just started. Um, So definitely. Like a take a take care of business game for both of these teams, really, if they want to get to that next level. And for for Wake, especially now that they're up ten and already have that loss, um, getting another would be difficult. UMass Lowell now up by twelve. Arizona State no field goals in the last two and a half minutes. So, by the way, is- absolutely nobody's surprised. Like Connor Salas is just a completely different player now. Um, moving on to. Uh, the Bahamar Bahamas Championship. This is an interesting one. You have four high majors. You have Miami, Georgia, Kansas State, and Providence. I saw some news on like Naquan Tomlin today. He's he's still not playing in this though, right? Doesn't seem likely. Yeah, I think they just need more time to get the the legal situation squared away. Yeah. Um. So Miami against Georgia and Kansas State Providence. I think we're probably going to end up with Providence in Miami in this, in the final here. We, we both, we all agree on that. I think the only thing with, with Providence K state is just, you know, I, I, I think Providence is probably the better team right now, but the one thing I will say is the, the reason Providence won that game against Wisconsin was they were just so sorry, so far superior athletically, like Devin Carter and, and their guards and Pierre, like they're just, they're just, much bigger, stronger, quicker. They won't have that edge against K-State. And particularly in like a one-off situation when you're playing a guy like Perry who can light it up from deep, that can cause some problems for Providence. Um, playing away from the dunk can cause problems for Providence. I know this isn't a Cooley team, but like we're still kind of learning what that looks like. And that was like a pretty standard dunk show on uh, on Tuesday night. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if K-State won it. But, but certainly it's, again, we talk importance of game one, right? It's, it's a huge game for them opportunity for Providence to get into the winner's bracket, get a crack at a Miami team that's ranked would get a, you know, if Providence can get out of this 2-0, they're going to have a heck of a resume heading into post-Thanksgiving. And I think from like a pure, just like evaluation of what the win would mean for Providence, it's so tough to prepare for Miami on a one-day scout like that. And so I think just if Providence got the win, it could tell us a lot about Kim English as a coach and and if he can succeed to maybe a certain level above expectation in year one. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think K-State is probably a better, uh, as you mentioned, a better physical matchup than Wisconsin was. Sorry. Um, they match up better than Wisconsin did physically. I mean, Wisconsin really doesn't have any of those bigger body types that are a little bit more mobile. Kansas State has a few more of those guys that, are a little bigger and can play on the outside um, compared to Wisconsin, like like a Kaluma or a Gasson. These are guys that are better athletic matchups for uh, Hopkins and company than really anyone Wisconsin had to offer. So it'll be, but I mean, Hopkins wasn't the reason that uh, Providence won that game. They, they were just, I mean, Wisconsin couldn't make a shot. Providence did have just that major athleticism advantage and I do think overall they're they're a better team right now than a Tomlinless Kansas State. 
but I think I may have jumped a little bit by just implying they were going to win this game. And I, I do think Miami will take this tournament, even though they haven't looked, I mean, there's, there's, they haven't looked quite as good as maybe I would have thought. I mean, that FIU game, they allowed 80, they allowed 80 points to FIU. Uh, but Miami's, Miami's still Miami. They, they do a lot of the Miami things. Matthew Cleveland has been awesome. And they, they, they have that, they have a great starting lineup. They have Kaishan uh, George off the bench. And I think they're the most talented team in this tournament. Yeah. And also like, this is who Miami's been, right? Like they, they gave 105 to Cornell last year. They played FAU close two years ago when FAU was just okay. Kanisha's close when the Kanisha's was really bad. Like, they their defense does lend itself to closer by games, so I'm not like raising too many alarm bells. I think you know it's why their metrics are always a little low. You know, they're 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 dangerous, obviously, in a tournament setting because of their guard play, and I don't think that really changes. But you know, also the consistency level uh, has to be a little bit better, and see if that's see if it's different this year than it's been in the past. All right, um, I don't think we really have major thoughts on the Paradise Jam. Um, I mean, there's Fordham's in there, FGCU, Kent State. Like, it's not a bad tournament, but I don't think we should spend much time talking about it right now. So uh, the main event, which is St. Mary's, San Diego State, Washington, and Xavier, is definitely an interesting one in Vegas starting tomorrow night, 9.30. I cannot believe St. Mary's, San Diego State is on ESPN+. Plus. Welcome, Welcome to 2023. Yeah. That, I mean, I know both of those teams have picked up an early season loss, um, but that's a game that, to, to, a, to a team from Utah, um, that's a game that everyone in the college basketball world should be watching because these are, these are two of the top programs out West year in, year out, two of the top coaches year in, year out. And culture-wise, they're always up there and they'll – they always. This is just going to be such a fun matchup. Uh, Jaden Ladee has broken out like crazy so far. I think he's averaging like twenty-five and nine for San Diego State this year. That's that's going to be an interesting matchup with how does St. Mary's really deal with that? And then obviously there's the Mahaney factor. He's a superstar, and I mean Weber State kind of shut him down in the second half, but. This St. Mary's team, we know how good they can be. San Diego State the same way. I think that's really the de facto championship, and that's no disrespect to Washington and Xavier. And I think I think Washington's pretty solid, even though they lost to Nevada. And Xavier's obviously not bad either, even with the front court issues. Yeah, I think athletically we've seen some challenges for St. Mary's in in the past and in, in these up games, especially in in early season stuff. I mean, I think it was two years ago that they like lost to Vandy and, and you know, that wasn't a good Vandy team. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I actually, I, you know, I was in Mackey on, on Monday and I thought Xavier was, was better than I would have expected them to be at this point, just given everything they've gone through injury wise. Obviously big question is Djokovic availability. If he's, if he's a go, I mean, Sean speaks super, super highly of him and that would, that wouldn't move the needle for me. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won this thing. If, if, 
if he's there because their guards are, are really good. Still kind of getting McKnight and Oliveri up to speed, but like, man, is Trey Green impressive. So, um, yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Xavier won it, would be surprised if Washington did. Uh, and then obviously, yeah, I mean, San Diego State, State marriage will be really fun to two great programs, two strong defensive teams. Curious to see how St. Mary or San Diego State defends. I mean, gave up some points to BYU. BYU has been like a random wagon to start the year. They didn't really see that coming. So try to figure out like what is that is that noise? Is that um a sign of things to come? How much should we worry about a BYU loss for San Diego State? I guess we'll see. Um, but that's really what I'm watching is how how good does San Diego State look against a somewhat known commodity St. Mary's team. Yeah, and and I think we might see a lot of Jefferson on Ladie. I mean, that's just an interesting matchup. And obviously we'll see Saxon on him in the low post, but we'll also Ladie's been shooting threes. He's been getting out there and handling the ball. So they need they're, they're we're gonna see a little bit of Jefferson maybe on him. And I just think he's a match he's a he's a mismatch at this point for most for most teams in the country because he's so his Ladie's so strong and he can finish in the paint and now he can now he can step out and handle which was just something that totally took me by surprise it just what is going on here last year i was like him taking a jump shot should be illegal in every state and now he's like shooting threes and making mid-range jumpers pull up like what is going on i think um in terms of the st mary san diego state game probably trust st mary's a little bit more san diego state's still figuring some stuff out lot shallower of a bench than Brian Dutcher usually goes. Like, I think you only had like six guys play 15 minutes or something like that uh, in their last game, which has not been the case the last couple of years. So I expect St. Mary's to win that one. But yeah, if, if Djokovic is playing for, for Xavier, their guards are just really good and could absolutely win that one. Yeah. Um, I want to move forward to the empire classic which is where i'll be on sunday and monday at the garden the greatest building on the planet um and that's going to be such a interesting tournament because the first two games seem like such mismatches and then it's just i am almost 100 percent certain we're going to end up with yukon texas which is going to be a really fun matchup if we get that yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be shocked if it's anything else. Um, I think there's a lot to learn about all these teams in this event, right? Like with Louisville, like here's your measuring, measuring stick. Like are they competitive against high major competition? I have very little confidence they will be. Um, but we get to see it, right? We haven't yet. Um, with, with Texas, like haven't played anybody, haven't looked overwhelming, still trying to get this Sue back. So, you know, how how – how much do we overvalue this weekend? I don't know, but you know, I've been lower on Texas throughout the off season. So this is a good chance, especially if we get a UConn matchup of like, all right, like how good is this team? How, 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 how much can they break through and, and really, really push people in, in the big 12 race. And then Indiana, like they've been a mess in these bye games and the thing that has resonated with me is like, it hasn't seemed like it's just effort stuff, right? It'd be one thing if they were lollygagging around, it doesn't feel like that because they have some pretty good flaws and UConn certainly has the talent to expose them. But you know, most of this UConn team hasn't 
you know, a lot of these guys have not played, at least in this these roles, in big games. So just curious how everyone responds. I think UConn's obviously the overwhelming favorite. Would be very surprised if Texas beat them, although maybe if Castle's out, that would impact some things a little bit. Uh, it should be fun. You know, I'll be in. I'll, I'll be at MSG as well. So, all right, I will see. I will see you there. That's, there's there's a lot of people coming there. I know Pat's going to be there. We had Pat on on um, on Monday night. I know. Obviously, I'm going with Jaden. So we're going to have a lot of brackets, bubbles, and bit stealers guests there at that event. Um, I mean, Cam Spencer in his first big game as a Husky. I mean, he had a really big performance this weekend. And sorry, on it was not the weekend. It was Tuesday. Everything blends together when <laughs> you're just watching college basketball all this time. And it's the early season and there's no set week format. <laughs> um, but he had a great game um, with Castle out. He started to hit his shots. Donovan Klingon, he hasn't had to play very many minutes. And his career high in minutes is 23. That was against Mississippi Valley State on Tuesday. How many minutes is UConn going to be able to get out of him? I think pretty much every team in this tournament is at some level an unknown commodity and will have a lot to learn. As you mentioned, I mean, how much can UConn get from Klingon minutes-wise? Is Samson Johnson really going to be that big of an impact player when Klingon's not on the court? Because he's looked like it in these three games, but he hasn't, I mean, he, he hasn't played much at all in the first two years. So there's still a lot to learn there. And with Caravan stepping up into a new position and UConn, they might be the most known commodity of these four teams. And there's still a lot of question marks. I think we'll get positive answers from them, but there's still questions that linger. Uh, Sam, by the way, I'm picking UConn in this tournament, but yeah. you should, you should know Caleb Grill was just tossed out of the game from his. Oh boy. That is certainly something that, yeah, could he, be on um, the Caleb, that is certainly something that could be on the Caleb Grill bingo card. Should he not be all well surprising if you've ever heard any. Uh, no, I I know the story. Yeah, I, I at least I know the story from what I've heard from friends at Iowa State. It's very much on the bingo card. Uh, but yeah, what happened was he took a three late in the shot clock. Uh, Minnesota kid closed out. Might have hit him late, but probably was closer to a flop than an actual foul. Uh, he said something to the ref as he was getting up, got teed up, and then bumped into the ref as he was walking into the bench and got Can't tossed out of the game. So. Can't do that. <laughs> Minnesota um, leads by 15. Yeah, Minnesota with this, – this this is a statement for Minnesota, and it's <laughs> definitely a cry for help almost for Missouri. I was, was going to say I think it's a far more real statement about Missouri. but Yeah. Um, I mean, just maybe Minnesota not being quite as bad. <laughs> it's it's a step it's a step in the right direction. And for Missouri, this is this is alarming. I mean, we we have no alpha. I mean, I'm going to say it over and over again. There's no best player on this team. There's no player that can go get them a bucket when they need to, and they don't play nearly good enough defense to prevent that. Yeah, but they, they have no size. They have no difference makers talent wise. Like. They, they spent the offseason accumulating shooters, which is great if you have someone who can, like, put pressure on the defense and kick it out. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, their best scorer to me is, like, just on paper is John Tanjay, and John Tanjay seems to be in the doghouse. So I don't know, like, what we're thinking here. There's no interior presence. Like, it's 
like it's rough. And I and I think obviously Dennis is Dennis is going to be fine. Dennis is going to recruit his way out of this because like you he see basically already has recruited cool. his way out of it. Right. But this is uh this is not pretty. Yeah. I, I mean the thing about Mizzou is that um like they have a almost like more playable guys than basically anyone in the country, but they don't have one guy that really makes you scared in your scouting report. So, I mean, they could, they could have some, they could have some really tough games, but they could also have games where they'll stick around when they really shouldn't, because there's enough guys that maybe on one night can catch fire and maybe someone you didn't pay as much attention to in the scouting report, because there's just a lot of guys out there that can make some sort of an impact. Um, moving forward, I don't really have much on the Jacksonville classic or Gulf coast showcase. I'll, I'll talk about more on my own time. Um, probably, um, sunshine slam. I, I know that I, I do want to ask Kevin cause I know he's been watching. I mean, Sienna without Michael Ely is a disaster. I've barely I, watched like the film, so I don't have as many thoughts as I would think. But like, yeah, I mean, it, uh, amazingly, like you take a team that like is kind of like a little short on ball handling and a little short on scoring, and like you take away the one guy who's good at both things, and you start playing all these freshmen. So yeah, like it doesn't look good. Like it's not it's not rocket science. I think they'll be fine when he's there. Um, it would have certainly helped if Dergard was cleared. Um, the appeal process is ongoing there, and. Um, We'll see what happens, but I, I think I think Ely, assuming he's back shortly, and I know he was shooting in practice today. So, regardless of whether he plays this week or next week or whatever the whatever the game is or not, I mean, it's it's, it's really about the MAC for them, and it's about for the MAC for pretty much every MAC team. And you know, he'll I, I still think if he's healthy, he's one of one of the best players in this league. So, absolutely, you know, they'll be they'll, they'll they'll settle down. Car, and that's also settled. really interesting on the um, beach side of the bracket. There's um, four really interesting teams. I mean, there's FSU looking to bounce back from some difficult years. UNLV, who's already got that embarrassing loss to Southern. Uh, Colorado, who is um, really has a chance to maybe not make a statement because there's not any like top 25, even 50 competition in here, but they could kind of avoid avoid fraud status this early in the season if they do what's expected of them here. And then there's Richmond who um, they, they played BC pretty close. I mean, that's not really an accomplishment. <laughs> um, it's I, I'm definitely going to have my eye on that. Colorado's probably going to win it comfortably, but I'll definitely here. You'll hear more about this tournament if Colorado loses than if they don't on this podcast. Yeah, that's exactly my thoughts. If Colorado like is as good as people as some people think they are, they should probably win this tournament pretty handily. And we also probably won't talk about it until we absolutely have to. Yeah. Um, now to Mali. Um, this is a, such a stacked field, and it just so happens <laughs> that Syracuse is in the field <laughs> when it's super stacked, and it's the first year under a new head coach and. It's not the right time for Syracuse to be in this field, but I could see a whole host of different teams coming out on top here. Just Purdue Gonzaga as a first round game. That's electric. UCLA Marquette as a first round game. Also electric. 
this yeah. is going to be such a great tournament that even though Syracuse is going to go one and two, I already know that. I'm I'm going to leave. I'm going to be so excited just watching these games because it, it's not going to have the same feel outside of the, the Civic Center, but it's going to be so great. It's, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's everything, right? I mean, it's, I think the, the Purdue Zaga matchup rematch from PK 85 last year's kind of Braden Smith coming out party. Obviously, that, that will be, that will be entertaining. Uh, excited about that. Um, to me, I think it's, to me, I, I like Tennessee and Marquette the most here, probably just because I think Marquette has three elite players and knows who they are right now. And I think Tennessee has the combination of talent, depth, um, skill level and defense to to really push so to me those are the two favorites and a lot of people think it's crazy with kansas and purdue but yeah i thought purdue was great against or good against xavier like no issues there i think Braden brain smith made a leap um i yeah obviously anyone could win it of, of those those top five and i think honestly the team i'm probably most interested in is like how does ucla look right i mean obviously burke is still not cleared want to see what he looks like eventually but like they have not put away anyone. And I'm interested to see, is this like a wake-up call where they get blown out? Or do they like really push a good team? And if they yeah. really push a good team, like that's like that will show me something, right? I want to learn about this UCLA team. Like I, I was really high on them in the offseason. I felt like Mick could get these. I, I was kind of buying Mick's rhetoric about like I hate high school kids in America. They're so soft. Like I really want kids who've been like coached by some guy who was like smoking cigs in their faces when they were 14. Um, like that. I kind of bought into it and it seems like it's been a little less smooth than anticipated, but it's also like you're teaching basketball, you're, you're teaching college basketball to kids who like, don't like really know anything about college basketball. And that's harder than people really realize. So honestly, that, that like, to me, like they're the most interesting team in the field. Uh, it'll be obviously, be, I think it'll be a big story if anyone other than Purdue and Kansas win it. And I think that my championship game won't include Purdue or Kansas. So. Really, I mean, I, I think I think if Tennessee or Marquette win, it's it's not like a big surprise. I mean, I'm I'm picking Tennessee here for sure, um, because I just, I mean, Tennessee to me has been probably the most impressive team of anybody in college basketball from what we've from what we've seen. I mean, Dalton Connect looks like the best player in in the SEC. There's depth in this backcourt. There's depth in this front court they're my number one team right now and i expect them to be my number one team coming out of this um i am really excited to see uh, Braden huff for gonzaga i know john rothstein tweeted about it he's like uh feast week breakout candidate Braden huff and i'm like wait that's actually that that actually sounds like it's a coherent thought <laughs> it's not just it, it probably was just like something that the robot spat out but it was actually something interesting to hear um also if Syracuse can hang around really with either Tennessee or the loser of Purdue Gonzaga, that would be a good sign. Um, and yeah, I'll take, um, I'll take Tennessee here as well. I think they're really on right now. Like Zakai Ziegler's not even starting yet. And they've been just rolling there. They're not as good defensively. I think that's pretty clear. And I watch every single Tennessee game start to finish. So, so I like, and it's interesting because Wofford slowed them down the other day. And usually like if you slow Tennessee down last year, 
you probably aren't winning the game because that's how Tennessee wants to play. They want to muck everything up. But Tennessee can get out into transition and play fast and win these games now. And I think their path is like probably the best outside of Kansas in this tournament. So, I also so think this is a tough for this is tough for a team like Kansas that is just not deep whatsoever. They have basically no bench. And they, they did get lucky as they faced Shamanad in the first round. So they'll probably be able to get their walk-ons in in that Jamari game. Jamari McDowell, 25 minutes. Let's ride. Yeah, we, we talked about that the other night. That's, that, that's It's not ideal, but it, it's, a, it's, not, it's, not, it's obviously not put up or shut up there. They don't have any – they don't really have a ton to lose at this point in the season. If, but, he comes, if he comes off the bench and plays defense, that's more than Parker Brown or Johnny Furfield do. So. Yeah. Um, and this is just, for Kansas, not where their team's going to shine. Their team is going to shine when when they have – when they're deeper into the season and they are more gelled and guys like Furphy and El Marco are more ingrained into the system and – I know it's it's tough to say that like they're not going to make it far in a tournament because they're not deep and they because we've seen not deep teams make it far in a tournament, but a tournament like this is not great for a team that isn't deep at all. And as you mentioned, Kevin, it's a big litmus test for UCLA, a team that both Jonathan and I were really really high on in the uh, preseason. They've definitely been a little disappointing, but they but like you can kind of forgive that first few games of the season with this many new players. Um, Rocket Mortgage, Fort Myers tip-off, the beach division. Virginia um, had a had an, uh, vintage Virginia scoreline tonight, 62-33. to 33, They beat Texas Southern. Um, and they'll face Wisconsin. West Virginia will play against SMU. Uh, the Virginia-Wisconsin game is definitely going to be one that I'll have my eye on. I would think that's kind of like self-inflicted torture, but you know, whatever, whatever you enjoy. Uh, no, I, mean, no, I will be watching it. I'll be, I'll be stat watching it, but I will not be watching it. Fair enough. That'll keep the eyes from bleeding for another day. Um, no, no, I, I'll, I actually, be the, I'll be at the garden for that. So I will I, not. I, I actually think Virginia is a little ahead of schedule, like defensively with new guys. I think it's been a struggle for Tony Bennett teams in the past. So I think he's done a nice job this year, kind of getting guys up to speed. I think it helps that they're bigs have been been good like i think especially blake buchanan has been a lot better than i, I, I would have it early uh, obviously a talented kid but freshman bigs it's tough and he's been good some of the young guys have been good leon bond has has made an early impact so i, I was i was oh, one of the few nearly didn't play today so that's no. something to watch i was one of the few though who had virginia ranked preseason uh, i feel good about I did, that i had them ranked i did them very good I, there was just a lot of random like hate based on where their transfers were coming from. It's like just because they were playing at St. Thomas and Merrimack doesn't mean that Minor and Rody aren't good. Like I saw, I saw like a bunch of just things. Oh, they're coming from transitioning D one programs. Like they're they were they were all first team in their conference last year, and Minor was the best or second best player in that league, and Rody was like a top three or four player in in his league. So I don't get. I never understood that plan. I think Virginia, Virginia is pretty good, but like Wisconsin, they 
they really picking up another loss here would be I mean, three losses before um three losses within november is not good for wisconsin trying to bounce back from not making a tournament last year i know it would none of them would be bad losses but you got to have at least like one up win i would say yeah, and, and this schedule is not easy i mean marquette i know they get them at home this year but marquette on the second of december michigan state on the fifth arizona on the road on the ninth like they're gonna have to find a way like like this is the chance to get one because it ain't gonna be easy in that stretch yeah um and west, west, virginia, west virginia west virginia is one strange strange basketball team um I think we just go with not good they're, they're not going to be anything That's the word um, i would use yeah they're, they're not going to be anything but they are certainly something to watch <laughs> circling they back are. to virginia i think and this is probably coming from the person that who had them ranked higher than maybe anyone in the country i had them ranked 12th in the preseason and i think they're just really tough to prepare for because they got three like we talk about these breakout sophomores and they got three of them mcneely bond and ryan dunn and you can get 10 to 15 from any of them on any given night and you add those three to I know another team that can that get we'll 10 to 15 out of three breakout sophomores on any given night <laughs> um yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they may or may not go to the same school that i do <laughs> but yeah you add the add those three to bigs that will know their role and then a garden reese beekman who'll be all conference and probably one of the better perimeter defenders in the country so i think like add that to pretty good coaching and you got yourself a really good basketball team that i think was really undervalued in the preseason yeah um definitely with you there um not gonna get into socal challenge right now not gonna get into cancun challenge right now although um james madison is in that and they've and i mean they're they're ranked right now in, in the ap poll right they got like yeah yeah that <laughs> i really want to i really want to really see how long that lasts because they should win this tournament but like they're but like they could go oh and two here like there yeah but like there's definitely potential trap doors um hall of fame classic that is boston college colorado state and then creighton loyola loyola i'll be really, beyond shocked if anyone sets creighton wins yeah i would be beyond shocked if anyone really puts up a fight with creighton here you not be surprised if colorado state scores a million points i don't know if they can beat creighton well, Colorado State's going to score a million points. Yeah, then Creighton will score two million. Yeah, Creighton defensively has not looked that great, but like they they dropped like ninety the other night with Ashworth doing nothing. Like Trey Alexander almost had a triple double. Like, sorry, future lottery pick Trey Alexander almost had a triple double. Um, he every looks. Time. Yep, every time I'm going to do it every time because he hasn't given me a reason not to. I mean, he's. He's in the National Player of the Year conversation right now. I mean, granted, that's like a 50-person conversation. Hey, there are not a lot of freshmen right now that I would consider lottery talents most years. So, Yep. Um, Atlantis. Um, going into the season, like two weeks ago, if you told me that I would be picking Michigan to win Atlantis, I would have laughed you out of the building. 
but I think I'm going to do it. I, I don't think it's crazy. Um, they've been obviously awesome. I try not to overreact too much to potential shooting variants, right? Like, I don't think Will Chatter is going to keep shooting 77% from three, and probably Ter Terrence Williams is not going to keep shooting like he's uh, an NBA 3 and D wing. But, you know, it's been encouraging. Doug's been really good. Um, you know, obviously interested in seeing North Carolina here, uh, how they handled this test uh first real test i mean they've hand they've they've been good not great in these bye games um uh, still figuring out some stuff rotationally uh, and then texas tech texas tech has been a team that i was kind of in on they've slogged their way through these last two buys not overly impressive in either but i have a feeling that they will be they'll be ready to go so it's gonna be an interesting feel obviously memphis super old uh very wide open but all I know is for the uh, for, for 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 as you said, I mean, for for Michigan to feel like a team that is not just good but like potentially great is is kind of the story if they can do it. And it does feel very reminiscent to Juwan's first year when they were also in Atlantis and they ripped through the tournament. I think they beat Gonzaga by like twenty in the yeah they, in they the did. championship, and then all of a sudden we're the number one team in the country, and Juwan Howard was anointed the dean of coaching. Um, then he turned around and lost by 15 to Chris Mack Louisville then like two days later, which was just, you know, what happens in college basketball. So, yeah. Um, like overall though, also for Villanova, like this is, this is important. I mean, you pick up that early loss to Penn and there's a lot of questions swirling around. Um, get Texas tech in that first game. I, again, got to get in that winner's bracket, have some chances at some good wins. Yeah. I, it's, this is really hard to pick a winner here because because if you, if you I feel like every, every team, I feel like every team in this tournament like gives you pause. Like, like if you lose North, that first game, if you're Villanova, North you Carolina, get more than Iowa. Like, North Carolina, in my opinion, is like playing the wrong guys. Villanova lost to Penn. Texas Tech, first year, first year co coach, still like them, but yeah, they haven't looked super great in buy games. Michigan's looked really good, but their first round matchup matchup with Memphis is tough. Vice versa for Memphis, and then Arkansas has a billion players again and we'll, we'll see if they, they can be consistent for three straight games here i i think just to kind of close the book on atlantis like the only thing um the, the thing the thing that these tournaments are great for is the opportunity to start to piece together like okay like what wins actually meant something now that we have some data points right like like we're very we're everything for Michigan is like contingent on the idea that St. John's is actually okay. St. John's didn't look so great today. Like St. John's turns around and loses to uh, Dayton tomorrow and goes like one and two. All of a sudden, and Michigan loses. You know, yeah, like maybe they're not very good, right? Like same thing with the like maybe it's not as good as everyone thought they were, right? Same thing like Memphis. Okay, Memphis went on the road and dominated the second half against Missouri. Cool, that's a great win on paper. All right, well, now Missouri loses to Minnesota. Okay, like let's and, and Memphis is like we're still By learning way, about these teams in real time. Mizzou no, cut it to four. Really yeah, Mizzou, Mizzou just cut it to four. We shall yes. see. And um, UMass Lowell up by five with a minute twenty-one. Up by three. There's a bucket for um, Neil for Jamia Neal and ASU's on a seven-zero run in the last thirty-six seconds. Jose has eighteen. And he's only taken eight shots. What part of that's more surprising to you? The fact that he's only taken eight shots. 
I would assume that he could get to 18 on like 14 shots and 11 free throws. Mizzou, by the way, on a 22-6 scoring run over the last six minutes. And O'Connor just fouled out for um, for UMass Lowell. Uh, what do we what do we have left still to get into? NIT season um, tip off. Yeah, the NIT season tip off in Brooklyn. Um, ESPN events. Yeah, we we should get into ESPN events because that is one that I mean uh, everyone will always have their eye on it because it's because it's a great it's a great it's a great event every year, and I think. For Butler, it's it's a big first test against FAU, and Butler's looked a little better than I think we would have thought. But again, as you said, what by game wins, what wins mean anything? Can Butler push FAU? Yeah, I mean, they can push them, of course. I mean, FAU's not going to overwhelm them with talent, right? It, it's a connection thing. It's their discipline, their experience, and you know, Butler, Butler being so early in their journey. I think is the thing that, that that is really the question. I guess we'll learn a lot about them against Michigan State. We'll learn more uh, this this next weekend ESPN events. I think FAU can we'll get pushed there. Um, that being way, said, two tie games now: Wake Forest, Utah, sixty sixty; UMass Lowell, Arizona State, sixty seven sixty seven. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Um, to me, like my favorite team in this event is Iowa State. Yes, yes. And they've also looked incredibly good in these bye games with Tame and Lipsy shooting threes now. I mean, yeah, that's huge for them. Uh, they just haven't had enough shot making. And so to have him improving as a jump shooter, to have Momchilovich shooting the ball as well as he has, I mean, it's, it, it opens some things up for them without question. Uh, how good they'll be, we'll see. But in a tournament where really only A&M, is, is like a proven commodity. I guess FAU to a, to a degree is. I mean, the experience off the Final Four. But, you know, I think the A&M's the easiest to trust, FAU next easiest. But Iowa State, to me, might have the most upside of that group. Yeah. Um, I think there's a good chance. And, and like, VCU's also looked pretty rough. So, I think Iowa State also has a, a very favorable first-round matchup there. Uh, and then... They have, they have a pretty clear road to the finals. Nothing nothing against Boise State and Virginia Tech. Boise State's pretty good. But I think Iowa State should have absolutely no problems getting to the finals here. And then whether it's FAU or AM or who, really whoever it is, because honestly, there's a world where I can see almost – there's a world where I can see any of those four teams making it. Because, like, hey, Penn State can beat AM. Butler can beat FAU. Like, there's a chance that 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 both of that happens. I, it's, it's pretty low, but I don't think that those first round matchups are necessarily walkovers for the favorites there. Yeah, the team that I'm really interested to see in this is Boise State because there's been a lot of buzz about them being a sleeper in the Mountain West, and you know they they took care of San Francisco last weekend. It was a good good win for them. Like. If they're actually a sleeper in the Mountain West, like they'll surprise some people in this this tournament, and like they don't need to win it to surprise some people, but like getting to a championship here would probably be pretty big for them. Yeah. Um, for Boise State, I mean, get like two of those power conference wins against Virginia Tech, Iowa State. Iowa State will almost definitely end up being quad one. Virginia Tech probably will be quad two. Um, and for FAU, they're going to have probably a 
crap load of uh, fans coming over for that. It's in their it's in their state. I mean, obviously, you know, A and M will travel. You know, Penn State will travel. But I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic. Like FAU fans. I actually think the most fans will be there is Iowa State. Uh, having seen Iowa, them, Iowa State yeah. travels everywhere. They 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 travel everywhere and they drink everywhere. Um, they, Honestly, I, I've never really I've never really thought about that. Whichever whichever like hotel they send like the the iowa state block like if they're like the like the wide world of sports hotel or whatever it is they're they're gonna like run out of beer by 4 p.m every day it's great all right actually, when i was at the big 12, really i was at the big 12 that. tournament a couple years ago and like iowa state lost in the quarters i want to say um yeah the, the, they lost in the quarters they got crushed in the quarters actually and like the morning of the championship two days later they're the lobby of my hotel is still like being loitered by they love the hotel lobby it's like they're yeah i've never been to something draws them there frankie collins by the way just had his seventh steal and arizona state has a chance to take the lead against umass Lowell. um this tournament i i I do think iowa state's gonna end up winning this tournament um they have the easiest path to the final and they are I mean, they were my highest-ranked preseason team of anyone in this tournament anyway. Yeah, that was A&M for me. That's who I'm going to take. All right. Um, Kevin, do we we still have any more time for anything else, or you got to go? Probably a good time to wrap up. I feel like we've gotten gotten across most of of the important stuff. All right, Kevin, thank you so much for joining us. Um, We're going to keep going here. We're not – we're not quite done. We've we've still got some of the more granular stuff to really dig into. But Kevin, thanks for coming on. We'll try to have you on again. But I mean, you're a really busy man. Well, hopefully we can do it again. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. All right. Now we can. By the way, the last 36 seconds of this game, stat broadcast is not loading. So something may have happened already. Um, I'm gonna send the link over to David. Um, yeah, send it over might- to David. Yeah, he's at um, video still, to- so he'll join after the game. Yeah, by the way, the game over there, 67-63, Minnesota. God, like, um, when is- This has, like, gotten to a point where, like, should Caleb Grill see the floor? Nice pass. Come on, Tamar. Ah, oh, I'll follow them on a three. Let's go. Um, all right. Tamar Bates Alex- is going to have three free throws. Chance to make this a one-point game. Who, who's going to have three free throws? Tamar Bates. All right. Um, now let's get into some of the other tournaments that we didn't get. By the way, I, I, we need to write down who we actually have winning these. Were we doing that? Um, well, I have silver sword, so like we can just like, but that's it like, but, but that, but like, that's not updated with new thoughts. I mean, you can redo it, can't you? I, I also wasn't looking at brackets when I was doing that, I was just kind of like picking. Oh, I was, I actually took that seriously, but like, you know, I kind of might want to change my Nova pick to win Atlantis. All right, could you write down like who I'm picking in these because I have a million different tabs open. Yeah, I'm just going to go to my notes and open a new note and just write a bunch of teams. So All right. So do you do you want do you want let's you want to just go through these one by one and like yeah, we can start ones we, we can start with the ones we've done so far and then I'll put yeah. mine in too. Yeah, we didn't really have a set format for this show because <laughs> 
Like, we were just kind of flying blind to know what we were going to do. Yeah, we wanted to discuss the important stuff with, with yeah. Kevin. And by important stuff, we mean the, you know, the big MTEs. Yeah. All right. Do you have your note, note tap, notes app open? I do. All right. Myrtle Beach, we both have um, Liberty. Um, are we just saying rest of the tournament is what counts? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, Liberty. Um, Charleston, Houston. Um, and Arizona State takes the lead. Jose Perez with the with the with the jumper. ASU sixty nine. UMass Lowell sixty seven. One sec. I gotta write down um when I do this what tournament it is, just so when we post it. Their first lead since three nothing, and a foul against Neil. Oh, ASU has a foul to give. So, uh, Mizzou has a chance to take the lead at the line right now. Hold on. And Tamar Bates makes the front end to the one and one. What's the next one that we did? Hold on. I'm holding. Um. Oh, Tamar right. just missed his first free throw of the, sh- the season to give Mizzou the lead. So we're tied up at sixty-seven. All right, tied at 67 there. 69-67 in Tempe. 12 will run for AFU down Carrington, turn, Carrington turns it over. 69-65 Utah, which is certainly interesting Dude, there. Um, we had Legends Classic um, presented by Old Trapper, which is the Auburn one. And we all have Auburn there, right? Yeah, we, t- we took Auburn. What's going on in that game, by the way, right now? Oh, uh, they blew them out. They're up big in the second half if it's not over yet. Yeah. Uh, um, 83 Auburn right now. 15 for Holloway, 15 for Broom, 11 for Williams, 10 apiece for Moore. Oh, my God. Who's 4 for 20? Huh? Marcus, Bur- Marcus Burton's 4 for 20. Yeah, I wonder which Auburn guard has him in hell. By the way, New Mexico is, like, dangerously close to losing to UT Arlington. Tie game? Yuri Covington hits both free throws for UMass Lowell. With nine seconds left. Oh my god. Um who's the one line? second left? What happened? Oh Frankie Collins! He gets the layup with one second left of stat broadcast. This game is awesome. 71-69. Calling oh, by the way, Utah is up four on Wake Forest with three time to play. Yeah, no, I have that. I'm watching that game. Okay. So what 26 for Brandon Carlson. You know, what Alex. channel is the um, Missouri-Minnesota game on? It's a, B- it's a BTN game. All right, so I'll be able to turn that on here as well. Um, So what the next one was Legends Classic. We both picked Auburn. What was the one after that? Um, No, no, no. Well, that was the next one we talked. Oh, no, Bahamas. Um, Miami. We all have Miami. Um, Yes. Um, Paradise Jam. Let's. We haven't talked about that one yet. Right? Yeah, but we have not. Um, you want to talk about it right now? Yeah, let me pull up. I'm on the. Uh, blogging the, so the so... This, by the way, this uh, like shout out blogging the bracket. This is the greatest. Like, yeah, shout out Chris Daubertine. Um, he doesn't use Twitter anymore. He's on. He's only on Blue Sky now. But um, yeah, this is the, like, this uh, consistently. This is annually the greatest article ever. Oh, one million percent. Let me take. Um, what did you say was going on in New Mexico and UT Arlington? 
Huh? What did you say was going on with New Mexico and UT Arlington? Uh, New Mexico led by one with like a minute. To they go. lead by two now. 14 seconds. Minnesota and up one minute going, 20 to go. And New Mexico is going to the line. Okay. Honor on the drag screen. Gets the switch on Garcia. Honor, step back three for the lead. Nope. All right. Now to off Minnesota. All right. Virgin Islands, Paradise, Paradise Jam. Um, Norfolk and Fordham, then Abilene and San Jose State, Hampton and Kent, then Mo State and FGCU. I think Kent State probably ends up taking this. I'm taking Kent. But a really good litmus test for Fordham. Like, you lose yeah. that game to Cornell. You they they and, should handle Norfolk. I don't know. I mean, Fordham has... I mean, they struggled with Wagner at Rose Hill. Um, Norfolk is obviously not very good, but they're not that bad either. Um, and then there's there's Abilene in there, who's not bad either. San Jose State is also really not bad. Um, right, let's wrap up this review here. Like, not not talking to you. I'm talking to the Minnesota game. Like, that was clearly off carry. Ball game over. Arizona State beats UMass Lowell. Well, I'd say that's a good win for Arizona State, but it's really not. That's a game they should win. That sucks. You must low blew it. That would have been fun. All right, next one. Not including the game. These peanut butter pretzels are calling my name. They're gonna be. They're they're gonna be essential on the drive back home tomorrow. Sam, have you ever had these? Um, no, but I've had other types of pretzels. Oh, they're the no shit. <laughs> other types of pretzels, yeah. You're congrats. You're not the first I'm, person. I'm a pretzel, pretzel connoisseur. I like a lot of different. You, okay, you need to try these. They're, okay. You can get them at a at a Walmart or literally anywhere. They're high game. UT Arlington. Makaya Williams for three with four seconds left. They uh missed the second free throw. Um, miss no, um, New Mexico missed the first free throw. Okay. Oh, it was double bonus. Oh, he had him on the slip. Missed him. Hit Nick in the corner. All right. Um, Paradise Jam. We both have Kent. Yeah. All right. Oh, Noah. That's a Noah Carter. Nick Honor. That's a really deep three, and he missed it. Just said. Don't fall. All right, hold on. What channel is this? What channel is this New Mexico game on? Don't spoil this for me. Hold on. What channel is this New Mexico game on? I gotta find this. Hold on. Let me mute myself. Um, New Mexico basketball channel. Sorry, to yell at my roommate to not spoil the game for me. It's probably on plus. Is it three? Nope, not even close. No, hold on. Mountain West Network. Just quickly get to Mountain West. Oh my God. Um. I'm sorry, by the way, to our viewers. If, we're, if we're, ta- we're talking about two different games right now. I'm just trying. Another um, New Mexico game. Mizzou's down one with 16 seconds left. Hold on, but I, I want to have this game up as well, which I don't think it even – hold on. Men's basketball? Yeah, here it is. Found it. Okay, great. Let's – 5.3 seconds left, 80 to 80. It's in timeout right now. Is, uh, is Jalen House playing? No. 
Interesting. Um, I'll take you through the last um, five seconds there of regulation when we get back from timeout. But um, yeah, there's that. That's that's a game. Um. All right, back from timeout. It will be Amsil to inbound. They get it in. It's Donovan Dent across the timeline into the lane, and he got it! Layup with .5 to play, and New Mexico survives on a Donovan Dent game winner! Kid's good. Kid's really good. Wow! Donovan Dent just went coast-to-coast, Eurostep, tough layup, wins the game for New Mexico. Donovan freaking Dent. All right, Missouri time. Coming out of the timeouts. It's Honor, Carter, East. What? So what's the stat line for Donovan Dent? I got to find that. Bates and who, and who else? Is that Tanjay? All right, here we go. Donovan Dent stat line, 25 points and five assists. Oh, East, come on. Foul. And one. Let's go. By the way, by the way, Mashburn had 29 points. And Donovan Dent was the one who took that final shot. He took that final possession and won that game for New Mexico. Oh, Sean, what a freaking play. And this, by the way, Amsil had zero points in 19 minutes. Um, Nelly had five points in 22 minutes. So the transfers are not looking great, but thankfully for New Mexico, JT Toppin looks great. Um, and Mashburn and Dent are great. Uh, timeout, Minnesota, 9.9 to go. Mizzou leads by two on the end one. All right. Back to the MTEs. Um, main event. Who did we end up picking there? Uh, I'm taking St. Mary's. I will too. This is called main. This is main event, right? Continental Tire main event. Yes. Yeah, last year. Last year. Last year it was awesome. Did San Diego State and St. Mary's play in this last year? No. Last year was. Well, they, did, um, they just played a game. Last year was Virginia, Baylor, UCLA, and. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, that game, that tournament was lit. Yeah, totally. won it, right? with Terrence, Shan- Terrence Shannon Jr. had like a million points. And then uh, UCLA, UCLA finished fourth and was like arguably the best team of the bunch. Like not uh, not even arguably, they were the best team of the bunch. Easily. Yeah. Arizona tip-off. This is Cactus Division, Grand Canyon versus San Francisco, DePaul versus South Carolina. Oh, I'm taking Grand Canyon. I will also be taking Grand Canyon. Hold on. Christy, five seconds to go. Honor guarding them. Christy, for the tie, it's short. Rebound tapped out. They didn't get it off. Mizzou wins. Mizzou escapes. Is that the term we'll look for? Yeah. Mizzou escapes on the road at Minnesota. What would have been a pretty disappointing loss. Yeah. Big time um, comeback. Arizona tip off. What division is this? Um, Cactus division. Cactus. 
And Utah, I missed the end of that game, beats Wake Forest 77 to 70. So now Steve Forbes team with two early losses. All right, back to the MTEs. Oh, also a score check in North Dakota State, Montana. Early in the second half, it's 40 to 37 North North Dakota State. What MTE we got next? We have the Desert Division of the Arizona Tip-Off, which is Fort Wayne versus Northern Arizona, and then VMI versus South Dakota. Um, um, I'm taking Purdue Fort Wayne. They've actually looked solid so far, but I know that's why I'm give taking me. I want to take South Dakota, but I also don't. Sounds like a conflict. Northern Arizona, it is. I don't know. Like this is a tough one. Oh, wow, you took took a team that you did not name. You were considering. I never said I wasn't. I never said I was considering anyone besides um, South Dakota. There, really. All right. Um, Hall of Fame tip off next. Um, Hall of Fame tip off. Yes. We didn't discuss this one yet. Yeah. Let's. So let's get into it. Um, Mississippi State against Washington State is a is a good one. I think uh-huh. both of these coaches. I like both of these coaches, Chris Jans and Kyle Smith. Washington State should have a healthy um, Jalen Wells. He played a, sparingly in their last game. I mean, uh, you, over the summer, you became the biggest uh, Kyle Smith fan. And no, no, no. That was actually like over the last two weeks. <laughs> he didn't coach a game when you became a fan of him. Yeah, because I just kind of looked at his stuff. <laughs> it was what off. What what is the phrase? Off season fatigue. Yeah, off-season fatigue. It's it's the Johnny, it's the Johnny Furphy effect. Yeah. Um. Now, Rhode Island Northwestern. Northwestern's probably are they? Who's the favorite here? I think Miss State probably is. Miss State's like twenty third in Ken Palm. Right yeah, now. like Miss State's really good. But would yeah. it be crazy to say Washington State beats them and ends up winning this tournament? No, I don't think it'd be nuts. I'm going to – Oh, this is at my second favorite building in the world. Mohegan Sun Arena? Yeah. Why do you like Mohegan Sun Arena so it's, much? I don't. It's just something I say. My, okay. my, two, my two favorite buildings in the world. Two is Mohegan Sun. You know what number one is? What? Pentagon. Yes. Yes, the Sanford Pentagon. What a gr- What a great building that is. All right, who are you taking oh, here? Wait. Did I did I call Oklahoma State interesting earlier? Did you? I don't think I did, but remember, I have to do ten push-ups if I call them interesting. <laughs> we, yeah, we, have go, we have to go back and watch the tape. <laughs> we'll, we'll review the film. Yeah, we we will review the film, and we'll get back to you on that. Um, who are you taking here? Um, Washington State. Okay, uh, I'll take I'll take Miss State. All right, Cayman Islands Classic. Ooh, 
So many, so many islands in, during free squeeze. Drake, give me huh? Drake. I want, I want to take Utah State, but give me Drake. Cayman Islands. Drake hasn't looked too great, by the way. Utah State hasn't looked too great either. I don't think. Uh no, Bradley beat him. Yeah, Bradley beat him, and so they, um, they and Southern Island. Utah really hang around, really hung around. Cayman, hold on, I'm writing my pick. I'm also taking Drake for the record. All right. Um. Empire, Empire. Classic, we all have UConn. No, I'm taking Louisville, actually. Okay, um, that that seems fair. I, I'm I'm gonna say no because I'm not putting that on the record. So yeah, I'll take UConn. Um, Jacksonville Classic Coast Bracket: George Mason versus Charlotte, South Dakota State versus a Big Twelve team, UCF. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? George Mason here. They looked good yesterday. Yeah, they're three and zero. They beat Cornell. They scored ninety against Cornell. I mean, a lot of teams score a lot against Cornell. They're fast, but um, Keyshawn Hall looks great. George Mason whipped um, Austin P as well. Um, sorry, what tournament is this? This is the Jacksonville Coast, Coast. the right. Coast bracket of the Jacksonville Classic. All right, who do I want to take in this? And get and by the way, do you know what streaming service this is on? Yeah, I'm taking George Mason. Do you know what streaming service this is on? A flow hoops. It's called Pass the Ball. Oh wait, I see that now. What? Is this? Do we have a a be the beast clone? <laughs> who um? <laughs> who named? Who names these things? If you own Pass the Ball, like um. You're welcome to come on the next show and explain why. Be the beast, pass the ball. What are we doing? Is this, are, this is making flow hoops look like ESPN? <laughs> pass the ball. What is going on here? All right, who are you taking to the Bay bracket? Um, Cornell. I agree. They're, it's also like they're used to playing back to backs, so that'll help them. Also, something about like the names of these brackets are just like awesome. Coast Bay. The fact that somebody sat down and was like, okay, we're going to name the good teams the Coast Bracket and the lower teams the Bay Bracket. Like that amuses me for some reason. <laughs> somebody sat down, created a company, and called it Pass the Ball. And oh. it has nothing. And it has nothing to do with like, you know, like machines that pass you the ball, to like take shots. By the way, how much does it cost to stream these games? Let Let's see. If If the number If the number doesn't start with zero, I'm not paying for it. The Jacksonville Classic costs twenty six dollars. Who's paying for this? <laughs> Presumably, only. I mean, UCF fans will just go. Presumably. You sure about that? Orlando and Jacksonville, like, aren't that close. I mean, it's better than paying $26 for a stream that's probably not going to work. True story. Who are you taking in the Gulf Coast Showcase? Um, This is Iona versus High Point. No, I know this bracket. Illinois I know State, this bracket. Louisiana versus Wright State. And well, Wright State was in the conversation, but without Calvin, they're not. Right. 
Um, Hofstra needs wins. You think of them? Yeah, Iona's not healthy. I am too. I was taking. I was thinking about taking the beach, but I'll go Hofstra here. All right. Sunshine Slam, Colorado, and um, Milwaukee. Um. By the way, there's two brackets. Bracket there's two, oh, there's two brackets here. Beach bracket and ocean bracket. David and I had a lot of fun with this the other day on marathon. Who who are you taking in the beach bracket? I said Milwaukee. No, no, no. Oh, that that's Colorado. <laughs> okay, hold on. In the beach bracket, I am taking. Um, I'm gonna make a narrative pick here. I'm gonna take Florida State. Okay, go ahead. Take I'm Florida okay State. getting that one wrong. And then you said you're taking Milwaukee in the. Yes, I will take Milwaukee. In the ocean bracket. I know that it's probably not the. Is there any flashy pick in that, really? <laughs> Dude, these teams are all like below two fifty in Canada. I mean, Central has been awful. Sienna, oh, Central did just beat USF. I'm taking. I'm taking Milwaukee too. I mean, Sienna's been awful. Stetson is. I mean, they're not great. So give me Milwaukee, Maui. We both Maui, have Tennessee. Tennessee. Um, Fort Myers tip off, Virginia. Hold on, I have to keep up with you. Typing these out is not nearly as fast as saying them. Next one's Fort Myers. Yes. Yeah, we're both taking Virginia. Um, what channel is is, is the the Niagara games on ESPN Plus? Right at, at midnight. I'm just assuming Niagara's playing Hawaii. I'm assuming it's not on any linear network. Like tonight? Yes, tonight. It was scheduled a week ago. (laughs) It was? Yeah. In Hawaii. Okay, SoCal Challenge. Hold on. Fort Myers tip-off. We we both are taking Virginia. Okay. Okay. SoCal Challenge. Surf Division. Surf Division. This is Bradley versus Tulane and Cal versus UTEP. Um, in the By the way, David's coming out in like five minutes. Oh, great. Um, we'll have entertainment. I told him we only need him for like 10 to 15 minutes. No, I would like to have him for more. Okay. Um, Tulane has looked very unconvincing against Nichols in Northwestern State. Um, Bradley's picked up some big wins. I'm thinking Bradley. You, you know I'm not going against the Braves. Um, I don't want to take, like, oh, David's here. David, how's it going? Uh, mixed emotions currently, uh, you know, in my so head. Your team, so your favorite team blew a big lead, but your favorite team also had a big comeback. Exactly right. It was um, kind of exactly what you can ask for uh, as a as a, a true neutral fan uh, of this, uh, of these two teams, um, incredible game went down to the wire, questionable decisions on both sides. Um, questionable Caleb grill play. Uh, but, uh, you know, Tigers come out with a much needed victory. Uh, could be a season 
Oh no, there's a Caleb Grill counter. I'm so sorry. Oh, there's more there's than just one. a Caleb Grill counter. I saw the Johnny Furphy one, so you can add one there too if you'd like. Um, but uh, I um yeah, incredible, incredible, uh, fun game. Let's see if he uh, can get the third one. Win. <laughs> I don't think he will get the third one. Yeah, <laughs> Tame and Lipsy is my first guess, knowing no. you two. But, uh, no, but that's like, that's a pretty good guess. It's, it's a good guess. He is the leader that his team needs. David, you texted you texted me something as this game was coming down to the wire, and I know you tweeted earlier that you were rooting for Mizzou, but you you said to me that Minnesota just like needs this more for the program. Yeah, By the so way, I'll give you I'll give you a hint. It's a player that hasn't played college basketball yet. <laughs> oh, um, Mikey Williams. Maybe I was. <laughs> it's uh, also not a player who's in federal prison. <laughs> okay. Me and Aiden O'Connor had a fun conversation about him tonight. So, so surprisingly, oh um, ooh, I'll keep that in the back of my head. But but going back to Liddy's question, I, I um, yeah, I know I, I mentioned that this was a really important game uh, for the Gophers. So I don't know if you guys were aware, but. The, the athletic department for Minnesota and Ben Johnson himself were giving away tickets to this game. Like students especially got free tickets. Then they had free Chick-fil-A at the game. Like they wanted this arena to be packed uh, no matter what. And it, it got a pretty decent crowd. Uh, one of the better ones that we've seen at Williams Arena over the past two years, considering of how disappointment this, this program has been. For, yeah. Low bar to clear for sure. And um, it was rowdy, especially after the Caleb grill ejection. And then, Let's just say there by the end of the night there were some booze. So um this game meant a lot to the program. Um and the, the Ben Johnson haters are loud loud and proud tonight. And, and rightfully so. I mean, this was uh incredible mismanagement in the past five uh, the last five minutes of the game. Um and uh you'll be you'll be absolutely disappointed if you're a if you're a gopher fan. Yeah. Um back to the SoCal challenge, uh, the surf division. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, David, we're going over all the divisions. So, if you have anything to say, you can. Are we going to talk about the Vapnek division or no? It's not as fun as it was on Marathon, but it's still pretty fun. The Vapnek division, I, I like quite a bit. The, the what division? We'll get, we'll get there. It's, what's, what's the the MTE that doesn't have uh, divisions? On? There's an M- oh, Let me find it. There's an MTE okay, that like, right. just give me Brantley. <laughs> Oh, I found it. Okay, it's the Acrisure Invitational. Yeah. Wait, no, this is four teams. Hold on. Oh, okay, it's the Emerald Coast Emerald Coast Classic. Oh, that's a good one too. There's the, there's like the Alabama host, in it. There's the host and the visitors divisions, All right. and we we renamed them because it's in Florida. All right, we'll get into that. Um, and then in the Sand Division. <laughs> Now, I think Austin Pease. Wait, you never made a pick for the surf division. I, I said Bradley. Give me Bradley. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I would want to say Austin P here, but that game against um, what's his what's his what's it called was really alarming. Still gonna take Austin P though. Yeah, I am too. I like, By the way, I, Austin. I like, P- I like their, ta- their talent for the level of program they are. Austin P um, has played against three teams: Life, Fisk, and George Mason. Can I um? Can, can we go back to the? Um... And they also have a game against a team called Midway on December fifth, which is the same day as the game of the century. <laughs> is that um? 
McNeese versus Mississippi University for women. Yes, it is. We cannot go a show without mentioning that game. We we need to start accounting for that. I, I want to put this out to. there. There are new schools created every single year. I swear to God. Yeah. And, are, and, and they all spawn in Geico Nationals. Yeah, exactly. Is- and I and I and I hear like I see Aunt Wright always making jokes about that. You know, it's like uh, who who are these dudes losing to what? But like, what are those colleges that you just said? Mississippi <laughs> University for are there men that go to that college? Yes. Apparently. And I was like, what was it? Well, Midway? Isn't it like yeah. an old like World War II battle? An airport <laughs> in Chicago. There was um Is there Love Field University too in Dallas? <laughs> I by the way, I know they're not a division two team. But like nothing will ever beat the Ant Wright tweet from a couple years ago when he said Maryland's losing to a color. Yeah. And <laughs> they were losing to Brown. Brown, yeah. Or it was uh when Minnesota was losing to St. Olaf. It was like Minnesota losing to the dude from Frozen is what they is what he said. <laughs> oh man. All right. Awesome P. Um the Cancun challenge. There's the, the Riviera, Riviera division. All right, who are you taking in the Riviera division? James Madison. I think I have to. Yeah, that's no. I'm going against the grain here. I'm taking Southern Illinois. Okay, go what ahead. Do Take Southern think? Illinois. Don't be a Missouri Valley homer. I'm going to be. Well, I still can. James Madison's going to win. They probably will. But by the way, really... Southern Illinois. I wouldn't mind taking them here. I mean, they kicked Queen's ass. Um, who are we? And oh, the this... Mayan division. On flow hoops, of course. I'm going to be honest. I will not be watching that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nobody will be on flow hoops. <laughs> hey, I thought you had flow hoops. Someone gave me their flow hoops login, so I can. <laughs> you're, you're so lucky. <laughs> Am I? Am I really? How much is that a month? More than I'm willing to spend. David, we we were just talking a couple minutes ago. Sam, what's the what's the network called? <laughs> Pass the ball. Okay, so there's a network. Oh yeah, yes. We we talked about this on marathon. You like mentioned it, and you're like, I'm like, what is that? And you're like, I don't know. Dollars for the Jacksonville Classic, UCF, which is a Big Twelve program, a power conference program. (laughs) Their fans have to pay twenty six dollars to watch probably what's going to be a phone stream of (laughs) of their team of their power conference team playing basketball. Who are you taking in the Mayan division? Can I take nobody? <laughs> All of these teams are awful. I'm taking Radford. Oh, wait. Radford's not that awful. I know. Yeah, I'm taking, taking Radford. I'm taking Radford. Radford's not that awful. They're bad. They're not that awful, though. Didn't they? They played a good game the other day against somebody. Marshall. Didn't they? they beat Marshall. Okay. Big South is kind of disappointing. It is a conference. Presbyterians 4 and 0 though. We're going to you're going to tell all your kids about 4 and 0 Presbyterian. They play oh, Maine dude, tomorrow. Oh, dude, oh, I have to change this. <coughs> I, I forgot that there's a Hall of Fame tip-off and a Hall of Fame classic. It gets me every year. And a Hall of Fame invitational, I think. Are you serious? This is I'm pretty this sure is there's a Hall of Fame invitational. This Wasn't Mizzou much, supposed to be in the Hall of Fame Classic this year at, at uh, in KC, but they were replaced by like Colorado State or something? 
I mean, yeah, Colorado State's in this. So I think that I think that's what it was. They were supposed to be in it, but instead they're just playing Seton Hall there. Yeah, they I was gonna say they play a game in Kansas City against Seton yeah. Hall. But Creighton Hall is gonna win this. Uh, sorry, Which Creighton is, Hall. Creighton Hall? Way, it's, it's going Creighton. to be really Creighton fun to see. It's going to be really fun to see Seton Hall try to play at Mizzou's pace in a couple in like a month. I don't know, Matt. John, they, I've watched four Mizzou games this year and fun is on a really fast the other night against Albany. Was Jaden was at that game, right? Yeah, they played. They've yeah, Seton Hall's been fast this year. Eighty-one possessions against FDU, seventy-two against Albany. The Kadari Richmond effect. Yeah, and there's <laughs> Kadari's been great. Um, right, had, we're both taking Creighton. Who are you taking in Atlanta? Who are you taking in Atlanta? Michigan. Good, I, good, good pick. I I know I said Michigan earlier, but I kind of feel like I want to backtrack. Okay, but I'm gonna stick with it. All right. With zero confidence whatsoever. I would take Nova, but they lost a pen and, and they don't deserve my respect anymore. <laughs> and I blame Liddy for that. Liddy likes Nova Villanova. It's on me. It's on me. <laughs> um, okay. What I said when we were discussing this with Kevin is like every single one of these teams gives you reason for pause. Like, I don't want to take anyone in the Memphis Michigan matchup just because I feel like that's a true 50 50 game. So I'm going to take Arkansas and I'm going to regret it when they're down two at the half to Stanford. <laughs> Liddy, you were going to be the biggest Northern Iowa fan on planet earth at a Oh yeah. No, I'll be locked on, on in the day before Thanksgiving. I'll be locked yeah. in for that one. The Bowen Bone Jersey will hopefully like, come one time. I like, I like Atlantis because the tournament actually starts at like normal times and I'm not going to be up at 12.30 watching Marquette and UCLA. Is there a Bowen born Jersey? Because there absolutely should be, dude. If it's on DHKid, I could buy it. I could, I could be. No, if you're buying any Valley player, Liddy, you're buying Tucker DeVry or true. Old Garrett Sturts jersey. Those are your only two. <laughs> there are a lot of things I would do before I got a Garrett Sturts jersey, dude. He's lit. I don't know what you're talking about, but like, I don't, I don't know who else. Honestly, hey, you got to get a Toby Okani UIC jersey. <laughs> yeah, dude. After the other night, Kings of Chicago UIC. Don't forget it. Hey, hey, don't don't disrespect our brave soldiers. Yeah. Of the independent the, army. The, uh, the uh, at-large bid Chicago State. <laughs> who, by the uh, way, lost tonight to who? Oh, they lost to Southern Illinois. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell him, so tell him, John. Um, <laughs> NIT season tip-off, Sam. Who are you taking? This is Baylor versus Oregon State, which I just cannot wait for. And then Florida versus Pitt. What's the spread in Baylor? What's the spread going to be in Baylor? It should be 25 and a half. Yeah, let's see what the Ken Palm spread is. I bet it's those like 18. Are, those are always so, so much slower than they should be. Oregon State nearly won their first game last year in the uh, PK-85. Against? Against Duke. Yeah, that's right. They did. That was miserable. Um, but gimme Baylor here. Florida hasn't been convincing. Yeah. Oh no, wait, Zion Pullen's back. Correct. Who probably should start for them. I forgot I'm talking about start. I mean the they're two biggest Florida, pl- not Florida fans on the planet. What'd you say? I, these are the two biggest Florida fans on the planet. Yeah, him him more than me, but I do like them a fair bit. I'm gonna take uh, I'll take I, I want to take my, my heart wants to take Florida. My brain wants to take Baylor. This is a I'll narrative. Take, pick. I'll take I'll take Baylor just because I'm not entirely convinced Florida's beating Pitt. This is a narrative pick. Give me Florida. 
Dude, Pitt's kind of sneaky. Pitt could easily win that game. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I agree. Carrington, the freshman, has been just outstanding yeah. for them. By the way, cannot take him seriously. Like, they call, like, he's cannot take a guy who, whose name is, whose first name is Bub. Like, I know it's Carlton, but like, they're calling him Bub. Like, I just can't take that seriously. He is not the only athlete at Pitt with the first name Bub. They have a receiver named Bub Means, who actually is pretty good. So, I cannot take that seriously. Twitter has ruined my Twitter has ruined my ability to take the to take the word bug. Um, Sam, who'd you say you're taking any ESPN events? Iowa State. Um, yeah. David, who did I did I say did I take Texas A&M with you on the podcast? My thing about this tournament that I said earlier that I'm and I'm going to say it again. Like, I honestly think there's a good chance that. Either FAU or AM loses that first game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't rule it out. I, I mean, Penn I think it's so bad, dude. Penn, Penn I, State is like quite I know Penn State hasn't looked good, but like yeah. Penn, Penn State is quite a bit worse than I thought they were. Gonna I be. could see Butler. Though. Yeah. But, I know. You, you know, Butler. Butler's Butler is. Butler's the thing Butler is they're going to have the hangover game because tomorrow is the Pure Brooks, Brooks Revenge Tour. And they like, they clearly do not care about it as much. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Iowa State though. All right, uh, Rady Children's Invitational. The what? <laughs> this is a good. Dirt. I, I, I thought you said raining children. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Iowa and Seton Hall are in this are, are in the same MTE again. Yeah, it's like third year in a row. I, I would. We need. We need Gavit. Iowa. We need Iowa Seton Hall in the third place game. I. I need that bad. They played a Gavit game last year. Yes, yeah, that was, that was. That was. I ran them out of the gym. But they were in the same MTE two years ago, I think. Right. I mean, it just seemed. No, they weren't. What, what am I? What am I doing? I feel like they play a lot. Are you? I'm assuming you're taking USC here, Sam. Yeah. Watch out for Oklahoma. They've looked impressive. So no, far. yeah, Oklahoma's looked yeah. good. They are up this to a, um, yeah. They're they're up to thirty in Ken Palm. This is a big bounce back spot for USC. Lost a yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Boogie gets healthy. Yeah, if Boogie yeah. and Kobe Boogie's Johnson tired. and Vince, like they they got to be healthy. But like they, they have lost Brown. To, you see Irvine, right? Yeah, you see Irvine. Yeah, yeah they, they lost, lost to Irvine on Tuesday night. Uh Vegas showdown. In Vegas. Yes, correct. In Vegas. Um, was it the COVID year where they played the Maui Invitational in Vegas? In 2020? I guess 2020. Wasn't the Maui no, Invitational? It, 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 it was 2021. They didn't. They, they played it in like Asheville, North Carolina. Or something like that. In there, there, wasn't there a Maui in South Dakota? Or am I just making that up? Yeah. No, I, mean, I think I Maui was more. in... I think Maui was in Asheville. Yeah, Mohe- Mohegan's son in the Pentagon probably made bank during the COVID year. This is um. Everyone was playing there. Well, I, U- I think UConn was playing in um, in Mohegan, and they were supposed to play like NC State or something. They they just beat USC, and they were supposed to play NC State, and then cope, and then both teams had to go on COVID lockdown. Was that Mohegan? I think it was. That happened quite. a a fair bit that year. So I think this that was, was yeah. Liz, this is the MTE here where it's 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 gonna be like on your phone in bed when you're trying to not fall asleep because BYU Arizona State tipping off at like 
12:30 a.m. Eastern. We'll be, we'll be up. Brutal. We'll, I'm gonna take. Actually, BYU. I can't promise you anything because that is on Thanksgiving, and there's a 90% chance I'm in a food coma by that time. No, this oh, is I don't. Food. I don't eat on Thanksgiving. I don't eat any of that food. So why? Because I don't. Because I, I, I need to stay up for basketball, dude. You're like Chandler Bing from from friends like by the way rest in peace matthew i just don't like things like like i i don't like turkey like i don't like that's a, that's an interesting take there's like 85 other things you could have though yeah, <laughs> yeah but like, i don't i also don't like interacting with people when there's basketball on. you ever had you ever had yeah. sweet potatoes with marshmallows not with marshmallows but yeah that's how my family makes them they're all right. Sam Back. did not interact with people from November to March, is what I'm is what I've been told. No, I interact with people, not the people that come to Thanksgiving, though. Ah, <laughs> yes. This, this, Sam, this, this is... Sam's politically incorrect aunt is not going to be given time. <laughs> not, not, not necessarily politically incorrect. There, there. I, I won't. I won't say anything that'll get me in trouble. But there's a, after the show. I, I like my aunt. Fair enough. I like my aunt. Um, so, Sam. By the way, if you, map, if you though. Keep, by the way, Sam, if you keep rambling on about how you're not going to talk to normal people on Thanksgiving, it just gets closer and closer to a Rothstein tweets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't blame him for that. Average John Rothstein tweet on a Tuesday at 1.50. My third cousin's dog just told me that, <laughs> that, that they're showing up early for Thanksgiving this year. I told him I couldn't hang out because... FIU's playing FIU. <laughs> or it's like, my neighbor just heard me scream after a Thanksgiving midnight showing of BYU Arizona State, and I'm incredibly insulted. Go buy your TV at Walmart for Black Friday. I can watch Mark Pope cook or something like that. And <laughs> remember, like, um, is remember Mark Pope going to cook? Last year when he had that, remember last year Actually, when no. he was tweeting about that neighbor he had? Yes. Yeah. Okay, my neighbor's so still attacking me for being loud about college basketball. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. It's like <laughs> back, to, back to basketball. Um, is Mark By the way, BYU is up to nineteen in Ken Palm. Dude, yeah, Jeff Goodman um, is intrigued. They are not winning this tournament simply because of that fact. Probably, they need to drop. Give me NC State. I'm taking BYU just because. I'm not picking an injured Vanderbilt team. I'm not picking a Bobby Hurley coach team. And I'm not picking a team that has Mohamed Diara playing significant minutes. <laughs> Dude, he's not playing bad. He had a double he's, double he's actually playing very game. good. Yeah. Oh, Mark he's, Sanders is out for the year. I am, I'm dead. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was random. Wait, this, this team has like not much depth. Okay. Nassau Championship on Flow Hoops. Yes, flow hoops, flow hoops, flow hoops, flow hoops. Who are you taking here? This is not a great tournament, but like Ohio. Um, I want to say Delaware. Good coach. Ohio could be. It's going to be Delaware, Ohio in the final. I know Ohio lost to Cleveland State, but yeah. Cleveland State is also maybe not that bad. They're like, not. Yeah, Cleveland State's up to 145. Like they, they fought Duquesne. They crushed Defiance. <laughs> they won State. that game by 61. And then Cleveland they beat. State better program without Dennis Gates, my column. Danielle Robinson doing a heck of a job in year two. Won 21 games last Like, holy crap. Wait, Cleveland State won 21 games last year. I did not realize that. Yeah, 21 games after losing Des Moines Hodge and Domillion is pretty 
damn impressive. And yeah. my boy and, and their coach. Yes. <laughs> and um, you mentioned the two players, but not the coach ben who brought Sternberg. them. And and Sternberg. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Are you but, taking Ohio, um, Sam? Yeah. Give me Ohio. Okay. I am too. Yeah. Give me Ohio. By the way, GW has also not looked bad. Um. All right. Here we go. Emerald Coast Classic Vapnik Division. Host no. Division. Okay. No, that's Acrisure, I thought. Oh, no, it is Emerald Coast. No, it's, it's Emerald Coast. If I pick Santa Clara here, what would you say? Uh, so the thing is, like, I'm calling this the Vapnik division on the pod, but, like, I'm going to end up compiling, like, a list of um the picks for this and posting it on Twitter. And there's no way I'm posting this on Twitter and calling it the Vapnik division. I think you need to. I think you should be more concerned with the name for the other division that we have. Yeah, that's uh, no, that's very true. <laughs> if I if, if I pick Santa Clara here, what do you say? I'd say bad. you're very bold, but like I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Oregon. I'd be pretty surprised if they beat Ohio State or Alabama. But the, but they can I, play with all of these teams. I need a narrative. I need another narrative pick. Put What's the, the narrative down. Santa Clara. What do you mean? What narrative? Sam, Sam like loves Santa Clara. He I loves love Santa. Staff. Oh, I was not aware. I'm so sorry. They they produce NBA players. They they produce NBA players. They have such they a great coaching staff. That coaching staff is full of is just so stacked with Ludwig and Garson and company. Santa Clara in the last two years has the same amount of first round picks as Kentucky. <laughs> yes, that is correct. That's um, the most Jonathan Litskin take of all time. Or it's just true. Back. Hey, you like, can't argue with that. They are not going to win this tournament, but like if they somehow do, this makes me look like a genius. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care for Alabama. Um I I mean I think Santa Clara is gonna beat Oregon if Shellstad doesn't play. I agree. I mean, Santa Clara has gone up 48 spots in Ken Palm since opening night. <laughs> Something wow. to be said there. They just beat Stanford on the road. By 12. That's big. Um, all right. The Who do you have, Jonathan? Uh, I'm taking – so the highest-ranked team in the preseason for this these teams for me was Ohio State. But, like, they haven't looked all that great. But, like, I still don't want to believe in Alabama quite yet. So I that's, think I'm that's kind of why I took Santa Clara. I just don't really – like, I don't, I don't have clear answers on the other teams in this tournament yet. I'm going to take Ohio State. All right. Um – that's fine by me. All right, the visitors division. Lady, what's this one called? <laughs> Otherwise known as the press slash Phillips division. The press slash Phillips division. Yes. Um, okay. Sam, I can explain that to you after the show. I, I don't. I, I don't really care at the moment. <laughs> but all of these teams are pretty awful. These are bad. All of but these teams are pretty South awful. Louisiana, but Tennessee right? State. Is the one I'm going to take here. Um, I took Selah. Who are you taking? Tennessee State. Tennessee State. They just beat Portland on the road. That's the only thing I know about them. Visitors. Oh, and they have a guy named Christian Brown, spelled like actual Brown. Um, so you're oh. taking Tennessee. Oh, they have Jason Vitobo on this team. Wait, really? Yes, Dave. You remember him? Who? What was the name? Jason, uh, Jason Vitobo, the big kid from Florida, who like. Oh. He's Gigantic. still around. He's at he's at Tennessee State. Yeah, that yeah. dude. That dude literally couldn't walk and shoot gum at the same time. <laughs> dude, that's like he has Wilmore in, in, in three games so far this year. He has seven blocks and five and four steals. 
Hey, that's those are numbers. He scored, he scored 18 <laughs> with seven rebounds, three blocks against Kentucky State. I'm he was there's a Kentucky State. It's not Division One. Okay, okay, okay. He was Ken Palm game MVP against Carlton Fisk. Hang the banner. How's um? Is he how's, Western, how's Western Michigan? By the way, awful, They're awful, right? Awful. Okay. Fed University is not good. So their coast, their coast, coast, their coach is the former Michigan State coach. I'm, I'm forgetting his name. He was is his top assistant for Wayne years. Stevens, and like he went to Western Michigan to get experience as like a head coach before Izzo reti- retires to like make him more qualified for that job. And it might just completely backfire. On well, him I mean, they played off. Northwestern really close the other night, but they're not good. They're 308. They're 0 and 3. Three close losses, but still. Yeah, I'm thinking Sela just because it sounds cool to say Sela. <laughs> okay. Oh, Akershire, Akershire Invitational, which is on what channel? Is it? Oh, my God. It's, it's on, on channel. Beast. It's on B2B. It's Beast. on B2B. And by the way, what city is this being played in? Palm Springs. Palm Springs, no. California. No, it's being played in Palm Desert. I don't know why everyone says the arena's in Palm Springs. The arena's in Palm Desert. You are just, you know. Go power. Go man. power and go Firebirds. Oh, boy. Okay. Who are you taking this one? Coachella Valley Firebirds. That's who you're taking? No, I'm taking Hawaii. Okay. I am going to take the meme pick and take San Diego. Yes, me too. When Patella sees I pick San Diego, I'll get those interactions. All Arkansas, right. Also, watch out, Arkansas State. All right, that's it for um, that's it for the MTEs. All right, David, I know you have to head out of here. So, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Yeah, for thanks for having me. Uh, big fan of the I show, believe. and uh, you know, uh, good luck for Feast Week, all your teams. Uh, everyone it's gonna be a long and amazing week it's really what kind of settles college basketball and you know it's gonna be a good time so thanks for having me guys you saying college basketball is not settled it's not settled yet absolutely not right now college basketball is never settled that's what makes it so great <laughs> i mean that's a, that's a that's a that's a fair take i'm not gonna lie that's a fair take i should say settled in the way like the fans are settled in like okay i watch college basketball every day now you know the casuals the casuals are still watching casuals don't watch action the casuals still have Maction on, and the Ravens beating the Bengals by twenty. Oh, so. that game! That game happened. Yeah, Mark Andrews is out for the year. Joe Burrow that also sucks. got hurt. That also sucks. All right, Sam, I'm going on mute for a sec so I can eat a peanut butter pretzel. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. I don't really have that much to add at this point. We are ten minutes away from Niagara against Hawaii, and I could not be more juiced up. Shocker. Like. I don't need any drugs. This is my drug. <laughs> so, I would stay up and watch this, but I have a six-hour drive tomorrow. And, like, I know adrenaline's going to be pumping in, but, like, I need to get some sleep. And it really pains me that I'm not going to stay up and watch a mod Henderson play. Okay, I will update you in the morning after he scores 70 to lead Niagara to win. <laughs> anyway. Um, Beautiful. Anyone have anything else to add? Um, I mean, it's oh, we, me. we, have some, we have some Gavit games tomorrow. Michigan State, Butler. Maryland, Villanova. Yeah. Also, DePaul, South Carolina, the Chico Carter Classic. 
<laughs> oh, wonderful. The Chico Carter. Henry Eisenberg Bowl. <laughs> South Carolina's building something. <laughs> yeah. That, that's oh, and we had Kevin on tonight. That's exactly the point I was going to make. <laughs> yes. They also, no way, longer... so, un- so unfair that Hawaii gets to play in two MTs. Also, not a Big Ten bench unit anymore because Talon Cooper was not a Big Ten bench player. No, they moved up to a bottom of the Big Ten starting unit. Yes, and also BJ Mack. Who's, who's winning Diamond Head? That's December. I know. It's like <laughs> who's no winning? Long-term. Who's winning a tournament that's over a month away? Hey, people make national championship predictions in the preseason. Okay. Who, um, didn't Hawaii win Diamond Head last year? Yeah, on a buzzer beater by Joven, whatever his name is. <laughs> I don't think that's his last name, Sam. It's not. Um, Nevada or TCU. I, I don't know. One of Portland, maybe. One of the teams, one of the eight teams is going to win. Well, one of the teams will win it. This is a tournament of all time. It is the tournament of all time. <laughs> I, I, love, I love Kentucky's MTE, the Wildcat Challenge, where they play. Where they, they're playing against two transition programs. And so, yeah. Hey, the Blue Devil Challenge starts tomorrow. Who's <laughs> in that? Oh, wait, no, it already started. Nell, LaSalle, and Southern Indiana, the Screaming Eagles. The Zoo Town Classic. That's one. That's what's going on right now between North Dakota State and Montana. By the way, um, that's a close one. Six-point game with... Um, a minute and a half. Minnesota Ball State MTE. Oh, okay, what is we, we got to get out of here? Jaguar Classic, First Coast Classic, Air Force Classic, Missouri Tulsa MTE, Atlantic Slam, Eastern Kentucky, Joseph J. Biggs Invitational. That's not real. Oh my Who's god! Who's hosting the? That is Illinois hosting. Um, the Lancer Joust, yes, <laughs> between Cal Baptist, Cal Poly, Portland State, and St. Thomas. The Market Street Challenge, which is where I will be on Saturday, between Fairfield, Drexel, and Queens. I'll be at Fairfield, Queens. On Flow Hoops. Flow Hoops. All right, we need. All right, we're done with this. At least I'm. Le- I'm leaving because. All right, then I'm done too. I don't really have anything else to add. This has been Brackets, Bubbles, and Bits Theorists. What a what a show tonight. What a show. What an adventure it always is. All right, we'll see you hopefully tomorrow.